Kia ora, good evening. Our first story tonight needs a warning and may bring up some painful issues for viewers. The former Warriors player who's alleged to have killed his estranged wife and three children has been called a heartless monster by her family. It's alleged Rowan Baxter doused the car in petrol and set it on fire and then stabbed himself. That was how News Hub at Six got underway last Thursday, and like many in the media headlining those horrible deaths, they warned people in advance that the coverage could be distressing. But for some, the coverage itself added to that. On News Hub at Six there, Mike McRoberts described Rowan Baxter as a warrior, presuming that the audience would know that meant that he'd been a player for the Auckland-based NRL team. Turned out that Rowan Baxter never played for the senior squad at all, so he was scarcely a household name, even for league fans. And for many of those hearing about this through the media, his chosen career was hardly a key concern anyway. His partner and his children should have been front and centre in the story. In the Brisbane paper The Courier Mail, columnist Katie Hall put it like this, We cannot reduce a woman like Hannah with a full and complex life to just her marital status. When RNZ published an early online story under the headline Mum, Three Children and Rowan Baxter Die After Car Fire, some pointed out that Hannah, a champion in her own chosen sport of trampolining, incidentally, and three children should be the ones named. RNZ later changed that headline to Hannah Baxter Dies with Three Children Killed in Car Fire, adding the detail that Rowan Baxter died at the scene as well. Now, many people also objected to the fact that early headlines and stories referred to the deaths as if they were some kind of tragic freak accident and not a horrible crime. But until the facts were confirmed by police and witnesses, the media were obliged to be cautious about the cause of the deaths. Car fire murders, though, became a regular headline shorthand once more facts were in. Now, part of the problem also is that journalists now produce so many stories quickly for online audiences, adding the details as they come in from the police, witnesses, the families and social media. But the continuing focus on Rowan Baxter's life, career and his outward appearance as a family man was harder to explain or excuse. RNZ's initial story also noted that Rowan Baxter's brother had played sevens for New Zealand and played on the wing for Bay of Plenty about 20 years ago. The New Zealand Herald had already published a story with that in the headline and as the main angle and said Rowan Baxter had been remembered by some as an impressive athlete who had a cheeky side to him. The clickbait-driven Daily Mail Australia was also singled out across the ditch for its headline, Ex-footy star who died in burning car showered his children with love. Analysing coverage for the ABC in Australia, academic Annie Blatchford said she was startled by that and she reckoned that in Australia the story was, like others in the past, framed as an individual's battle with mental health rather than about family violence. And that wasn't helped by the Queensland detective in charge of the case saying this in a press conference. To put it bluntly, uh, there are probably people out there in the community that uh, are deciding which side, so to speak, to take in in, in this investigation. Uh, Is this an issue of uh, a woman suffering significant domestic violence and her and her children perishing at the the hands of the husband? Or is this uh, an instance of a husband being driven too far uh, by issues that he's suffered? In spite of saying that that wasn't what he or Queensland police actually believed, Detective Inspector Mark Thompson was then kicked off the case. Now, Annie Blatchford said it was difficult to comprehend why the isolated story of a monster provoked to kill continued to play out in the media with the abundance of resources and guidelines available to journalists these days. And in that, she was echoed here by Grant Shimon, a news director at Stuff's opinion section. 
He said that all this reminded him of coverage of Milton plumber Daniel Peter Moore, who was convicted of rape in February last year. An Otago Daily Times report on that case ran under the headline Rape in a Public Toilet, Married Father's Descent into Sex Attack, and it opened with the paragraph... At 34 years old, married with kids and an unblemished criminal record, Daniel Peter Moore was an average Kiwi bloke. That average Kiwi bloke who snapped and did something out of character narrative can get right in the sea, Grant Shimon wrote at the time. This week, staff journalist Alison Moore argued that media outlets should have focused on Hannah Clark, as she was actually known after separating from her spouse, and her children, Lena, Alia and Trey, instead of memorialising the murders. And while she wanted to know less about the past of Rowan Baxter from our media, she said there might be value in looking hard not at him as a person, but what he did and how common it is. And it's hard to argue with that.